today mobile DJing and I'm gonna give you my perspective on mobile DJing how I used to feel about it and right now to be honest with you um, I can tell you that I don't feel about it the way I used to feel about it and the reason I say that is for example when I used to think of mobile DJing I used to picture this cheesy dude playing cheesy line dances you know what I'm saying for these cheesy parties and I was looking at it from that perspective and, and quite frankly you know what I'm saying and I, allow me to apologize but I had no respect for it at the time because I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be in the club. I'd rather be main stage somewhere. I want to do that. You see what I'm saying? But as time went on, I started to kind of see a couple things here and there. And then I started looking at it from a greedy point of view, I guess you could say, because I started seeing that, you know, these dudes make money. So I said, oh, you know what I'm saying? Since at the time, I wanted to put myself in a position to be able to work for myself first and foremost, which I entailed... <clears throat> which in essence would put me in the perspective to say, well, if I'm working for myself, I create my own hours. I create my own my own hours. I can go ahead and focus on more production. I can focus on getting more gigs. I can focus on doing these things and still be able to take care of my family and my household, um, which that was the game plan. And in doing so, I started to realize that uh, mobile DJing is not as easy as that cheesy individual playing line dances. There's more to it. There's more involved. There's a business aspect to it. That needs to be understood. Um, obviously, you want to be able to charge the, you know, correctly, without undercutting anybody, because you don't want to do that. That's, I mean, we we need to set our standard, obviously. Um, but you want to stay, you know, staying competitive and so on and so forth. And among that, you know, so you have to understand the dynamics of what makes a night for a particular event, uh, a wedding, uh, versus a sweet sixteen, versus a corporate event. Uh, versus, uh, you know, a formal event, etc. Um, and obviously, the, I mean, obviously, there's there's even more more to that to begin with. But when I looked at it from that perspective, I started to kind of respect it a little bit more because I like this is this is a business, this is an enterprise in a sense, and there's people that have made an amazing living doing this. So I was looking at it like, all right, well, I'm gonna jump in that little in, in that bandwagon, so to speak. You know, what I'm saying I know how to DJ. Obviously, I've been doing it for years. I understand. Um, the appropriate music that you need to play for the appropriate situation. So I'm like, all right, well, you know what? Let's let's make that happen, and so on and so forth. And and again, I learned a lot behind that because I looked at it. You know, I'm saying like, all right, well, me looking at it again from that perspective of here's this cheesy dude playing cheesy line dances, and he's corny looking, and he's just that one dude that I don't want to be. Um, was uh snobbish. And again, I apologize for that perspective, but that's the way I looked at it. And because uh, again, you know, you don't see that having as much cachet as the individual rocking main stage at EDC or as that, you know, someone like DJ Vice or Rust in Peace DJ AM rocking Vegas. You see what I'm saying? That's where you want to be at making that type of money, but doing that type of thing because it's cooler, quote unquote. Um so, but yeah, but you know what I'm saying? I found a little respect for it, you know what I'm saying? Because in doing it, you know, I got with a partner and we decided to do it and, and you know, and it's been doing pretty well, you know, be post-pandemic. Um, 
And even now, we've been able to gather up a couple of things here and there, you know, and of course, we're following the right procedures and making sure that we're cautious for ourselves as well as our clients. But overall, you know, I've, the, I've realized that, you know, saying that we can incorporate the things that we do normally, that, that the way I would play in a club, I still can implement that. Obviously, you need to be cautious in, in basically saying that you're not going to play inappropriate music because... 90% of these events happen to be family oriented and they happen to be a family, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a family gathering where people are doing what, you know, what they're doing and you got young ones and you got older people and so on and so forth. So you still want to be appropriate, but you can still rock that crowd. You see what I'm saying? And, and when I realized that you can do that, it started to become fun and it started to become something like, yo, I can get into this. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, looking at individuals like 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 Joe Bunn or, or Jason Janney or, or, you know, a few others that are out there really making money, really making this into a, an enterprise, a business. And you say to yourself, oh, damn. Well, you know, there is some light at the end of the tunnel. That stuff is kind of cool. You know, you still can go ahead and rock out and do your thing. You don't have to be that cheesy dude. You don't have to be corny. You know what I'm saying? You can still be you. You see what I'm saying? And when I started looking at it from that perspective, I started to realize like, okay, well, you know what? I can get into this. Now, don't get it twisted. I prefer to be in a club. I prefer to be main stage somewhere. To this day, you know, that's where I'd rather be at because that's where my atmosphere is at. That's where I'm going to let loose. Um, but on the business aspect, then yeah, again, it, it, it pays well. If you're doing your thing and you get the right references and you get the right situations and the right clients, you can actually make a very comfortable living. Um, so, yeah. So I also look at it that perspective as well, because at the end of the day, you know, it's a business that me and my partner, we own it. It's ours. Uh, we run it. We, we can still determine what clients we're going to take, what clients we don't want to take, what gigs we want, what gigs we don't want. And um, we can still be a little finicky about it, obviously. You know, but it's cool. It's, you know, it's fun. It's fun. I had a good time doing it. You know, some of the, there's there's a few gigs that come to mind that I say to myself, yeah, we had a blast and we rocked out. Because um, don't get it twisted, man. When it gets, you know, later in the night and then people get them drinks in them, they're ready to turn out. So, you know, you know, or turn up or whatever you want to call it. And so, in, indeed, you say, yo, it's time to do us. It's time to make it happen the way we know how, the best way we get down. And when you're able to do that, then it's definitely worthwhile. And at the same time, you know what I'm saying? You have some memorable stuff without sounding cheesy. You know, like we had a couple of anniversary joints that we did and them anniversaries. Where, you know, when you look at them and you see the couple and you say, yo, these people have been together X amount of years and they're doing their thing and they're here having fun with us and we providing that fun for them tonight. You know, you say to yourself, yo, that's cool. So, you know, it's it can be commendable to a certain degree. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be real with you, man. It, it took it took a while for me to look at it from that perspective. For me to say, yeah, I want to go ahead and, you know, DJ, you know, you know, uh, you know, this girl and this guy's wedding or, or whatever the case is. Because, you know, when you think about it, again, you got to play, you know, the cha-cha slide and, 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 you know, things that you know for a fact that you would never even consider playing that it's probably in none of your playlists unless you do this. You don't think you're going to play that. Um, so yeah, it took a while. It took a while, you know, since for me to adapt to it. But again, it's, it's a good business to be in. Um, you definitely have to understand there's a certain dynamic that you have to follow. You have to, um, go from being able to go. And again, in my area is a little bit different, but 
in in a lot of main cities when you go to the club the, the gear is there you just got to either bring your usb stick or your or your laptop and just bring in your stuff and just rock out versus now we got to go ahead and do the you know the lighting we do the sound um we got to make sure all that's set up and, and it, it's it's extra work a lot of people don't realize that how much work it is and by by a lot of people i mean people that don't dj they don't understand what this is they don't realize that um sometimes we got to bring in all sorts of speakers and and all that stuff and then gear and the lighting and the whole entire rig before you, by the time you're done man you're like you're exhausted and you still haven't even started the night and then you know by when this is over and everybody's going home drunk or whatever the case is you got to go and break down so yeah there's work involved but it can be rewarding you know what i'm saying um like i was saying before man like before i just i honestly didn't respect it man i can't i can't lie and bs you and tell you that i was like ops ah, you know what I'm saying? Because you're not looking at them like the stars. You ain't looking at them like, you know what I'm saying? Yo, that's, you know, that's that's your favorite DJ. Or that's the DJ you look up to. Or that's the DJ they made you want to get become a DJ. You're looking at it like, oh, man, do I want to? Do I want to sit there and, and you know, have, have to play, you know what I'm saying? The cha-cha slide or play the Cupid Shuffle every five minutes because that's what's going to get them going. Because that's what they're, you know, whatever. Um, No, and I'm not saying that that's what you got to play to get them going. What I'm saying is... For these type of events, sometimes you do got to play that, you know, <laughs> they, they requested, you got to do it. And now also another thing, you know what I'm saying? We, we the type of, you know, at least me and a few others that I know, we don't want people making requests. We want to rock out and do our thing and surprise you with the next banger. Not necessarily the hit that's playing, but we, we trying to play that one joint that you didn't realize we had in our arsenal of music. You know what I'm saying? That we just rocked out and bought you something that's going to bring you some nostalgia, something that's going to get you happy, something that's going to make you dance. We don't want you to request anything, you know what I mean? But with this, you do have requests, you know, um, especially a format for a wedding. You know, you got the, the you know, the, the the groom dancing with his wife. You got, you know what I'm saying, the, the mother, uh, the mother-daughter dance, or the, uh, I'm sorry, the mother-son son dance, the father-daughter dance. You got all this stuff that sometimes they make requests for, and you got to prepare for it. And sometimes it's not something that you would normally even consider playing. Uh, but again, you know, we try to do the best that we do for our clients. Hope, hopefully they, they enjoy it. Knock on wood, up until this point, we haven't disappointed anybody. We've been able to, you know, we've had some sticky situations because we've had some growing pains, obviously. And we still have a lot to learn. Don't get it, you know. Um, luckily for me, my partner has a lot more experience with certain things. And, and, and he's been a good guide to me. And he's I, I've learned a lot from him. Um, and I like to say that, I, you know, he's learned a lot from me as well in certain areas. But, you know, when it comes to this stuff, he's been doing it for a while. So, you know what I'm saying? He's understood the more private party aspect than I have. Because I kind of avoided it for the longest. You know what I mean? But it's fun. It's fun now, and I have a new respect for it. And I'm talking about this with you guys because at the same time, it's like you might be that individual looking at it like, man, I ain't trying to do mobile DJ no. And you don't have to, by all means. You know, this is not for everybody. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. It took a while for it to grow on me. It was a concept that I didn't even think I was even gonna consider doing. Um, but now, you know, what I'm saying I'll do it. I don't mind doing it now, whatever the case is. And it's crazy because I've had people come up to me and be like, my man, but. You're supposed to be, you know, you're putting out production. You're, you're putting out original tracks. You're doing this, that, and the third. How you go back to that? And the truth of the matter is, I do, I DJ because I love to DJ. At the end of the day, and I, I can't stress this enough, I'm a DJ first, producer second. I like and enjoy production. I love 
coming up with my original my original productions and putting them out and the excitement that I feel when I sign them to another label and I know that they're going to be released and, and available to, for, for people all over to be able to hear it. And you hope for the best with whatever track you put out. But at the end of the day, nothing feels better to me than to actually, actually DJ. And I enjoy it. So when people tell me that, there have been times when I look at it like, yeah, you're right. But then I realize that, you know, again, I want to DJ. I enjoy DJing. And sometimes the challenge of rocking out for a different type of, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone, so to speak. That challenge sometimes is cool. And I enjoy it. And quite frankly, it pays well. You know what I mean? So um, I'm not claiming that my productions is going to take me to be, you know, the next, you know what I'm saying, um, Tiesto or the next whatever. You know what I'm saying? If it happens, then it's a blessing from God and I'm accepted and I'll be happy to take it. Um, but if it doesn't, I'm going to keep doing it anyway. Um, but as far as the DJing, you know, the mobile DJing is fun. I enjoy it. It's cool. I have fun with it. Um I'm all about rocking out and just doing my thing. It, it is fun sometimes to be able to go and let's happen to say to drop some 60s joints, you know what I'm saying, with some brand new joints and just mess them up and like, they'd be like, yo, well, you know, and catch them off guard and just drop some stuff and have fun, you know what I'm saying, and, 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 and surprise them, you know what I'm saying, surprise the invited guests to these events and, 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 and drop something that you know they haven't heard in a long time and then they appreciate the fact that you just dropped it because you dropped it at the right moment. So these are things that, you know, I would honestly say that make DJing fun to me, that make DJing worthwhile to me. So yeah, so yeah, so that's why I do it. That's why I do it. Am I going to stop being Steel Mancia, the producer DJ? Of course not. I'm doing it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing this, man, for a long time. I could care less. If I get famous in the process, cool. And if not, then I'm still going to DJ. And I, uh, if I got to DJ the local bar, so be it. Because I enjoy it. Um, and for those of you that are listening to this and are looking at it, like to start DJing, to start getting into this, to start, you know, that you guys haven't done, you know, nothing yet, that you guys are getting ready to step into the DJ world. Um do this for the right reasons, man. At the end of the day, do this for the right reasons. You know, there's people that do this because all they want to do is just be able to be main stage and so on and so forth, but don't understand where DJing came from or don't understand the concepts of, you know, the challenges that we faced over the years, understanding where technology has originated from and what it's growing to be, understanding that. And you know what I'm saying? Do it for the right reasons. Do it for love. I love what I do. I love DJing. At the end of the day, if I wasn't allowed to DJ another event, if I wasn't allowed to DJ, you know, the, the next bar mitzvah, I'm still going to be DJing because this is what I love to do. I love it. You understand that? It's, it's just, it, it's, it's a stress reliever for me. It allows me to, you know, leave the hustle and bustle of the daily grind, so to speak. And be able to, you know what I'm saying, engage in something that just allows me to surpass that immediate thought or those immediate issues that might be going on or whatever the case is. And so, yeah, that's why I do it. So when someone tells me, like, yo, but you're doing this down the third. Yeah, pride can play a factor. Absolutely. Pride can definitely pay a factor because you look at it like, man, I ain't trying to be that cheesy dude that we all picture whenever you think of DJing, uh, mobile DJing. Um but yeah, so now I'm looking at it. When I do my thing, I'm not going to be that dude because I'm going to try to hit it from the angle of 
I'm an experienced club DJ, so I'm going to bring that little bit of element with me and kind of rock out and then give these individuals, for example, these, these people that come to these parties, a lot of them don't even go to clubs. A lot of them have never been to clubs or, or not, that's not their scene or whatever the case is. But bring the club to them, so to speak, is the, the element of what I try to do or what I try to bring to my performance, so to speak. And um, But yeah. Yeah, mobile DJing could be fun. Mobile DJing could be productive. Mobile DJing could give you an op- opportunity to get outside of your, outside of your comfort zone. Mobile DJing could basically, you know, you know, it can make or break you. To be honest with you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I enjoy it. It is what it is. You know what I mean? Am I gonna still stop being steal of the artist? Steal of course not. That's still happening. Trust me. And again, if if um. I become famous doing that and, and one of my tracks becomes huge and so on and so forth. Then that blessing is from God and I'm accepted with open arms and I'm going to make it happen and continue to bring that, you know, bring the funk. You feel me? Um, and if not, then I'll just continue to do it, continue to put out music and so on and so forth and continue to DJ regardless of the fact. Um, I know like in the previous episode, I discussed, um, for example, I discussed um, whether you want to be like a, uh, like a multi-genre DJ, open format DJ, or if you want to just play once, one particular thing. And, you know what I'm saying, at the end of the day, if you ask me what my preference is, I prefer to play house music. That's what I prefer. However, I like to explore different things, and I like to play with different types of music, and sometimes that can be super fun as well. So, yeah. So, that's my discussion for the day, mobile DJing. Um... For you guys out there, for you guys, brand new guys listening to this, man, would you consider becoming a mobile DJ? Do you see yourself um, getting into that line of work or turning that into a business and so on and so forth? Uh, what are your thoughts? What do you feel? I mean, let me know. Let me know. Um, of course, man, make sure that you go ahead and check me out on social media. Check out Steelomancia or Bang the Culture. Uh, Steelomancia.com, bangthecoacher.com. Check out the merch. We got some new shirts out there, some new hats. So check them out. Let me know what you think. Buy yourself something. Um, and of course, man, check out the links, check out my stuff. I'm on Spotify, Beatport, etc. Um, uh, Google me, you'll find me, but, um, but yeah, man, today's discussion was mobile DJing and my perspective on it and how I look at it versus how I used to look at it. And, uh, hopefully this has been helpful in some way, some, some way, um, or whatever the case is, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man, this has been another episode of feed the music. It's your main man, Stilo Mancia, and I'll see you next week. See you soon.